Well, good, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. I hope this finds you all very, very well. I am Paul Tretner, you longtime resident of Palm Coast and 25-plus year PGA Life member. I hope this finds everyone very, very well. Um, things are off to a nice start here, 2024. Really looking forward to a great, great year. I want to thank all my listeners and all my new listeners. It's really cool. You know, this is the first time I really did a golf show or any show, any radio for that matter. Um, and it's really nice to see feedback or hear feedback and, and get people, um, you know, listening to it. I just think it's great. I think that is just part of it, and it's just really a good feeling. So thank you all very, very much. I am very grateful this morning to have my friend, a very good friend, fellow PJ member in studio with me today, Mr. Rich Smith. Thank you, Rich, for coming in. My pleasure. It's great to be here, as always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, a couple things real quick. Congrats to Nelly Corda. Nelly won in a two-hole playoff against uh, Miss Lydia Ko, who also won last week. Wow, what a cool, cool tournament. I didn't really watch it, and I, I'm sorry to say I was busy at that time, but uh, really cool to see the LPGA. I really would love to see a nice rivalry. Rich, don't you think the LPGA needs a nice rivalry, buddy? What do you think of that? I do, but they've got so many talented stars out there right now, yeah. and you know, I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. I've known Alexa Pano since she's been eight years old. And, and her father, and I, I just pull for her at every event. Uh-huh. But not so much as a fan, but as a friend. But what Absolutely. she's doing for the game is incredible, and she's the first LPGA player and winner uh, who is uh, sponsored by an NFL team. Mm-hmm. And to have that type of exposure crisscross, it's wonderful for the women's game, mm-hmm. in addition to Alexa herself and the New England Patriots. That is it's so cool. A lot of people don't even know that. And frankly, I knew it, but... The first time, that's really cool. If you haven't heard of Alexa Pano, you, you got to Google it. She's really an incredible, incredible athlete and uh, a, a super asset to the LPGA Tour. 20 years old, right? 21? How old? Uh, I think she's 19. 19 years and, old. And what's amazing about her is she yeah. knew what she wanted to do. Yeah. Not by parents, but by herself mm-hmm. around age five or six. And she made a goal. She built a path. Mm-hmm. She managed very well mm-hmm. for a, a youth phenom mm-hmm. the balance between school, personal fun, and being a child, yeah. and developing her skills to be a veteran P- or LPGA tour star sure. as soon as she was able to. Yeah. Um, and she's accomplished that goal. She won in her first Amazing. year, and I see nothing but great things for her. She could be potentially one of the greatest of all time at the end of her career, and she's on path for that. Let's uh, let's follow Alexa and really get that's awesome. What a great story. What a great story. Well, it is official. Next week it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Really sorry Detroit fans. That was a tough one, you know, there's no doubt about it. So, uh, what do you think, partner? Kansas City or 49ers? Who do you like? Oh, I got to go with Kansas City. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes and you've got the Taylor Swift connection this year, <laughs> which, you know, I, I read last night that she's brought an additional $331 million worth of marketing exposure just by being in the stands this season. And if you think of that type of uh, cultural cross-pollination, that is tremendously huge. So I think the good juju and the vibes are with the Chiefs. Plus Mahomes, I mean, that guy is an escape artist of all times, and he's got every trick in the bag. He can run. He throws under pressure with extreme precision. He's just everything. Um, he might be better than Brady at the end of his career. It's going to be 
Fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. And, of course, my wife loves that old, uh, you know, the Kelsey and the Taylor Swift thing. So and she loves Casey. I mean. Your wife's a Swifty? She just loves the fact. First off, she started liking Casey previous to Taylor Swift. She, we were up in Virginia. Right. And we were, we were at a restaurant bar with Donnie. Donnie okay. Sutliff, a, a mutual friend. And it was one of the games like three or four years ago where he came back and won. And it was just an amazing win, like most of his wins. And uh, anyway, so she became a fan and and continues to be a fan. So uh, good luck to the Super Bowl and hope your numbers come out right. <laughs> a lot of people just want that to work out. Um, so, hey, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we had a, a mutual friend, more so than yourself, um, uh, as many of you know, if you're listeners to the show, I have had on my show Miss um, Cindy Morgan, who played Lucy uh, Lovelace in Caddyshack. Is that correct, Rich? Uh, close. Lacey close. Underall Lacey, in oh, Caddyshack. <laughs> Lacey Underall in Caddyshack. Anyway, so Cindy passes away, Rich, a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, my friend. I Thank know you. you were close friends with her. Uh, she was on our show here. Um Take us back to when you first met Cindy, and what year was that, and how did that all happen? And and uh, you know, I don't remember the exact year, but it was decades ago, uh-huh. and um, it was at a golf function that she was at as a celebrity uh-huh. in the niche golf thing, and um, she's she was just so outgoing and friendly with all of her fans. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, when Caddyshack came out, uh, I was ten years old. My dad took me to see it. And I thought it was funny. You know, mm-hmm. some of the humor was over my head at age 10. Sure. But Caddyshack, as you know, is one of them timeless movies. And I mm-hmm. must have watched it well over 500 times in my lifetime. <laughs> uh, I know every word. I can quote the whole darn movie. Um, if we had an hour and a half, I, I pr- could probably do that just from memory. But she was very gracious with all of her fans. Mm-hmm. Her and I hit it off. And, and because I was in the industry as a PGA professional sure. and a CEO for a section, we had other things that – uh, were cooperative between the two of us. Sure. And as she was looking for ways to engage with golf fans because of her golf celebrity status from the movie Caddyshack, sure. I was a liaison to that, and that, that formed a friendship. Um, I did several events with her. And as time progressed, what's uh, unique about the movie industry, mm-hmm. the television industry, is it's like any other industry. It changes sure. as years go by. And although Caddyshack and Tron were huge commercial successes, uh, not so much at release for Caddyshack, but in perpetuity over the sure. last 40 some years. Um, the stars back in that era didn't quite have the same residual impacts as the industry does today. Right. So she was always looking for gig work, so right. to speak. Sure. Uh, playing off of that to continue to monetize that for her. Because, uh, you know, once an actor or actress doesn't perform anymore, sure. there's no revenue there to support her life. So I was right. very helpful to her in finding uh, paths to mm-hmm. use her celebrity status to keep generating an income. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's sad because her and I were working on a couple projects mm-hmm. and I'll reflect on the last time I was with her physically, which was in October, mm-hmm. two months before she passed. Uh, my son, Ben and I, we were on a Florida road trip to visit my mom down in South Florida. Uh, on the way back up, we stopped in Orlando and we went to Disney world on purpose, knowing mm-hmm. that we were going to have lunch with Cindy the next day. Cool. Um, so she's in two pieces of work out of her hundreds of credits between film and television sure. uh, that are timeless right. uh, and will last forever, uh, and that is the movie Caddyshack and the movie Tron. Now, as you may or may not know, the Walt Disney Company has two Tron attractions on the planet, uh, one on this continent in Orlando and one overseas mm-hmm. uh, in Asia uh, at their Singapore location. And uh, 
I went to the Tron attraction at Walt Disney World and bought two shirts for Cindy from Tron the Ride and gave them to her at that lunch. And I will not cry, but she broke out in happy tears because that just meant so much to her to have a piece of the ride Uh based on being in the original movie. And the original movie, um, and I want to get back to Cindy a little bit, but Tron was groundbreaking when it came out in 1982 because that was the first thing that tried anything with computer or CGI. Yeah, right. And it, you, when you watch it now, it's very crude compared to Jurassic Parks and so forth. But they took the first step into that sure. realm of film production. And she was a part of that, and that'll last forever. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this in, in my conclusion on Cindy, unless you have any follow-up questions. No. She was a lovely person. Yep. Um, a great friend, mm-hmm. and everybody identified with her as Yuri from Tron or Lacey from Caddyshack. Right. And I was very uh, adamant as a friend in saying, no, she's Cindy Morgan who played those characters. Sure. But Cindy's a real person, and she's lovely. She was nice with everybody. Mm-hmm. She supported so many military causes. Yep. She was very giving, mm-hmm. um, and I miss her dearly. Yeah, I miss well. her dearly. Rest in peace, Miss Cindy and uh, Rich. We uh, we appreciate you to to you know telling those stories and so forth. I know it's tough, and uh, you know she was. Uh, we had her on with uh, Jan Stevenson. That was really a nice, uh, a very positive uh, show that we did. And yeah, we had we, her on twice. And yeah, that we was, had her on that was twice, wonderful. You know, with Jan Stevenson, that was really really cool. And uh, so anyway, thank you for sharing. I, we really appreciate that. So. Uh, uh, really a great show. I, I got a really positive thing to talk about, about Ocean Palm. We're going to save that for the second half of the show, um, right now. And it's really just a great, Rich, you're, you know, you're familiar with the golf courses here in Palm Coast, but there's a nine hole golf course, um, in Flagler Beach called Ocean Palm. Right. And <clears throat> it's got a lot of history to it. Okay. Let's go back. To when I uh, got here in 1990, when I moved here in 1990, M- Craig Shankland owned Ocean Palm. I don't know exactly the whole thing, if he owned it outright or whatever. But at that time, he was getting a gentleman by the name of Mo Norman. He right. paired up with Mo Norman. And, folks, if you don't know who Mo Norman is, he's a Canadian resident or Canadian uh, you know, descent. And he um, – I guess the story goes he's – classified from Nicholas and from Trevino as one of the best ball strikers to ever pick up a golf club. And um, I guess the story goes when he was a kid, he got into a little bit of an accident. He didn't have the um, the medical attention that he could have gotten. So he was a little eccentric. He was. I, he used to give complimentary clinics at Ocean Palm every Wednesday, 11 o'clock in the morning, 11 to 12. And it was just a very, very uh, cool thing. There was 50 to 100 people every single Wednesday. Um, so Ocean Palm has got a lot of history to it. It really went negative. It went downhill over years. And I've got a lot of memories there as well. I taught there from 2002 to 2006. But it's being reignited, and it's really great to hear. And I'm going to give a little more of those uh, details when we come back. We're going to take here a little break here. Um, so don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about Ocean Palm Golf Course, the, re- the revisiting of Ocean Palm. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. 
For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner. I am Paul Tretner, a long-time resident here. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rich Smith, another PGA member here in North Florida. Uh, Rich, so this time of the year um, is incredible as we got so much ready to happen. Uh, Daytona International Speedway is rocking and rolling. We just had the Rolex last weekend. Great race. Uh, the 24 hours. Um and to all my listeners out there, have you been to the Daytona International Speedway? And if you haven't, why not? You got to get down there. It's a spectacle. It's an amazing venue. Um, the races are are incredible. Um, so this time of the year here in North Florida is great because you got you got race week, then you got bike week, then you have the PGA Tour coming to the Florida Swing. You've got that you know down in South Florida. Then it comes up. To, of course, Arnie's place, Arnie's home, Bay Hill, and then we got TPC. So a lot of really, really exciting things going on right right now here in North Florida. The weather's fantastic. But, yeah, Rich, uh, Ocean Palm Golf Club, nine-hole course right in Flagler Beach there, uh, had, had some really amazing um, players play there. Beth Daniel used to – Craig Shanklin, top 100 instructors in the country – he used to teach Beth Daniel out there and several other LPGA players. And Mo Norman, the legend, used to be out there. So, you know, long story short, it went kind of downhill there. They leased it out to Flagwood Beach um, to a company. And, you know, it didn't go good. It's now being revitalized by Jeff Ryan, another PGA golf professional, both friends of ours, and Mr. Steve Davis, who is a member at Hammock Dunes. And they started Cure Putters. Back in the day, and successful, they were successful with them, but they're really going to make a nice, positive change to Ocean Palm. And folks, this is very good for Flagler Beach, Flagler County, Palm Coast, and everywhere. It's really, really good. You know, I got to say, I was reading some comments on a couple uh, newspapers. I'm not going to mention any names, and a little discouraging, frankly. Okay, but that's just that's just the way it is. Nowadays with social media, you got people that leave opinions. They really I'm sorry to say, folks, y'all don't know exactly, you know, the facts. And sometimes if you don't know the facts, maybe we shouldn't shouldn't disclose uh, those. The golf course, uh, a lot of people say, oh, taxpayers dollars and all that. Look, a lot of people are saying make it a park. If you make a thirty four eight that it's a thirty four acre piece of property. If you make that a park, do you understand how much your taxes are going to go up? That park is going to be maintenance by Flagler Beach. So with Jeff and Steve coming in there, their vision, uh, Rich, and check this out. I talked to Rich, um, to Jeff last week. They're changing the nine holes into 12 par threes. They're going to make a beautiful restaurant, a nice little driving range area, some simulators indoor. So really for Flagler Beach, this is going to be an, a, a really tremendous thing to Flagler Beach. What, what say you, Brother Rich? Well, I, I think uh, new revitalized images of golf mm-hmm. uh, are good for communities. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a park versus a golf course, <clears throat> with the amenities that, uh, that, that Jeff and Mr. Davis are going to do with the, with the property, mm-hmm. uh, that's a cash flow generator mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which will save the taxpayers money because mm-hmm. they're generating their own revenue to cover their expenses. Correct. But if you look at golf, there's so many 18-hole setups that are really difficult. The the par threes, they used to be more relevant, and they've gone away a little bit. But I think there's great room for them to come back because, mm-hmm. one, it's fun and it's quicker mm-hmm. for the experienced player. But it gives people that have never tried golf or just getting into it a nice gateway to learn and be comfortable mm-hmm. and not feel intimidated yes. or rushed by the other players that are more established. Mm-hmm. And it's family fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I went to a par three when I was living in South Florida with my two boys mm-hmm. um, when they were five and seven. And we'd go out with grandpa. We called it the Nickel Nassau. And I remember the first time we ever did it, little par three golf course in mm-hmm. Punta Gorda, Florida. We played three holes, Nickel Nassau, me and the youngest against my oldest and grandpa. Cool. And uh, I don't even remember who wins, but at the end, uh-huh. we're shaking hands, even though we're family. We're not doing hugs. We're shaking hands like golfers sure. do. And I told the kids we're removing our hats. Benjamin, my five-year-old, in that cute little skinny frame, voice that hadn't changed yet like it is now that he's 20-something, uh, he goes, Dad, why do we take our hats off? And I say, well, that's just what you do when you shake hands and look somebody in the eyes at the sure. end of a match. He goes, Okay, I'm fine with that, but it's a little weird. <laughs> and, and, and from a five-year-old, that's a that's cute right. comment. Yeah. But my point is, is as a family on yeah. a Sunday, yeah. it wasn't ultra crowded. Mm-hmm. Nobody felt intimidated. Grandpa, who's not a great player, or the mm-hmm. kids. But we spent a couple hours out there yes. having a good time. You know, the yeah. kids, this is one of their first forays into golf, minus a driving range visit or two. Mm-hmm. So they weren't expedient players or knowing what they were doing, but we were teaching them. Sure. And I'm proud to tell you now that why Benjamin, the youngest, is not huge into golf, but he'll play. My oldest, Jake, adopted the game, and he was, frankly, uh, the first person from his high school to individually qualify for the state championships. Cool. Now, he's several years out of high school, but, you know, that uh, going into the state championship sure. all started with that Nickel Nassau. Yeah. All started at a par three golf yeah. course. So the Palm Coast area has a lot of great championship layouts, yep. private clubs, and resorts. Yep. This is perfect for this area. It is. And uh, I'm thankful that that Jeff and Mr. Davis are going to do this. Yeah, it, it is great. And, you know, folks, I have a lot of memories at Ocean Palm. Just real quick, I, I taught there from 2002 to 2006. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I met my wife there. You Kim, did? Well, so Kim and I met earlier, but we started – I started giving her golf lessons. Oh, out that's there. wonderful. So no, we got amazing stories there. And I'm going to tell you another story, folks. So if, again, if you're listening and you're new to Palm Coast, Eddie Money used to live here in Palm Coast. I befriended Eddie. So the first golf lesson, I'm going to, Rich, and you don't know this. So, so I meet Eddie at Ocean Palm. I give him my business card. A year goes by. I don't hear from him. And, and I don't think I'm ever going to hear from him. I get a call. Hey, Paulie, it's Eddie Money, the singer. I need a golf lesson tomorrow, man. Can you help me? So anyway, we go to Ocean Palm at 8 in the morning the next day. Right. We, we start off. Chipping. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Rock stars are up at 8 in the morning? <laughs> Barely. Okay. <laughs> so it's 8 in the morning. And I'm teaching Eddie chipping. We're 20 minutes into the lesson. It starts raining. He looks up at me. He goes, you know what? Are you hungry? I go, yeah. He goes, come on. Let's go back to my house. Next thing you know, 30 minutes. I'm, I'm, we're over at his house. He's cooking me steak and eggs and stuff. So that was how Eddie and I kind of first started and we met at Ocean Palm. And we've been – we played there probably 50 times after that. Nice. Just really great experience. So point is this. Anyone listening, please promote the fact that Ocean Palm Golf Club will be a benefit and asset to Flagler County to Flagler Beach, and to Palm Coast. It really will be, um, you know, 
A lot of times, too, there's synthetic turf, too, is becoming so much bigger in golf. Synthetic turf. I know maybe not for real golf courses, you know, championship golf courses, but you'd be surprised. The greens are getting so much better with the synthetic turf. It's the technology and the learning curve of the last 25 years with the investment made by the companies that do that where it's it's actually getting – uh, good enough to simulate a real golf course, mm-hmm. and then your maintenance costs are down. So correct, it's so, a wonderful thing. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Um, I'm going to have Jeff on the show. Steve and Jeff are coming on the show next week. So, wonderful. So y'all listening, you got to tune in next week. We're going to have Jeff on and Steve Davis. Really, a, uh, you know, Jeff is a great guy, and I really, I just have, I just, I told him, I said, look, if you need a hand with anything, I'm here for you because I want to see that be successful. That'd be really, really cool. So. Um, I'll say this about Jeff. When yeah. I was with the section, I had 1,500 PGA professionals. But I really, really respect Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is he a great PGA professional, but he's a very intelligent and intuitive businessman. Yeah. So to put him in charge of a project, mm-hmm. uh, the, the ratio for success is extremely high. Great. Well said. And he is. And uh, it's going to be great. So everyone, have no fear. If everything goes through, I think there's they're signing papers right now. But I think that's it's going to be a really, really fantastic thing for Flagle Beach. Last week, Rich, I teased or I really gave my what I think is the golden nugget to the golf swing. Okay. And what I found is do you remember there was a, a tool, uh, a teaching aid where you would put a laser in the butt end of the club? Right. Okay. And that laser, when you took the golf swing back and when you hinge your wrist, that laser would point down your target line. Then, you know, at the golf If you were swinging correctly. If you were swinging correctly. Right. And, folks, that's what I'm getting at. Remember last week I talked about that laser that goes on the butt end of your club? So when that laser flashlight is pointing at the ball, you're basically on plane. The golf swing is on the best plane. Let's say it's pointing towards your feet. That club would be pointing more upright. Does that make sense? So, anyway, that, in my opinion is one of the most important things in the golf swing is on your backswing is to really get that um, laser pointing down towards your target line in the golf ball. Secondly to that is the rotation of your upper body. You've heard me talk about this a hundred times. The rotation of your upper body is so, so important because if you don't turn your upper body, then you're utilizing all your arms, and that is no good. Um, and then, of course, we got to keep our heads still, folks. So that is uh, such an important part to that. So, um, Rich, what do you think of the golf swing, and what's your golden nugget, man? Is there anything? Well, I, that- I've got a lot of golden nuggets, but uh-huh. it depends on the individual student sure. I'm teaching and what I'm trying to do for them. But something that's pretty universal for everybody. Yes. <clears throat> and this is uh, a great thing to do when you feel like you've got no idea what to do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. When you feel like your swing is an unfolded lawn chair, but you've had success in the past, very simple thing. Go to the drive range, and I don't care if you have a, a sand wedge, a six iron, uh, whatever club you would call one of your favorites. I don't recommend the driver a three, but use an iron. But instead of taking your normal stance, put your feet together yes. and start off with some 25% back and forward swings, mm-hmm. hitting the ball. Then take it up to 50 and 75. After you do that for maybe 10, 15 shots, then go back to your normal stance and make it feel the same way. And it's amazing how many things we get out of whack get fixed just by that simple drill. Rich, that's a great point. And I can't believe I I don't – because Jim Flick, 
Okay, in high school, I told the story. We got to work with Jim Flick when we were in high school. He was doing a golf clinic right. up in up in Long Island with Bob Toskey, the Golf Digest schools, and we were able to we set up his range in the morning as high school kids. He had all of his students put their feet together. What that does, even if you go to a PJ Tour event, you'll see the tour players actually putting their feet together in the beginning. What it does is it creates a good rhythm and a release of your hands. Not only that, but when your feet are together, it, it allows certain body parts not to move. And it Correct. forces other body parts to move only in a specific way mm-hmm. that is conducive to a good golf swing when your feet are separated by two, two and a half, three feet with a normal stance. It's a wonderful way to warm up. Uh, and frankly, you know, I start every warm up session with my sand wedge and hit six to eight shots yeah. with my feet together before I go normal. Yeah. Every single time. And folks, you know, we, I, my goal is to give you the best simple tips to play better. And folks, if you are not loosening up and hitting a few balls before, previous to your round, add four shots to your score. I'm telling you, you got to get there. More get like there, 15. <laughs> earlier and loosen up you gotta loosen up you really do you gotta you gotta you gotta get your swing in in groove and so forth well look rich we've only got uh, we're finishing up buddy we're we got about uh, a minute and a half left here buddy thank you for coming on i really appreciate anytime. it anytime i love being and on the show it's awesome we're, we're, go- we're gonna do it again but um next week folks tune in we're gonna have jeff ryan and steve davis on uh the two gentlemen who are gonna really take over ocean palm and you watch. Mark my words. It's going to be a success. And we all want everyone to participate. They're going to have a restaurant and everything there. So it's going to be, you know, pretty good deal. So we're looking forward. To I'm that. looking forward to it. And when they do the grand opening, I will be there to support yeah, the cause. You got that right. So, well, folks, look, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, my email, ptretner at pga.com. If you got any questions, shoot me an email. Have a great week. Keep it in the short grass.